Spencer Sanders is effectively awful when he plays Baylor every single time. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Friday, and you all know what that means. It is time for the Pigskin Preacher on the show this week. Scotty Swingler, he has a bear on his arm. Thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. Happy Friday, by the way, everybody. It's been a tumultuous week for some of us in the room, so we are very excited it's the end of the week. Very excited for Baylor football. Scotty, couldn't. it's a huge game, too. One of the biggest games that McLean has hosted. I, since Oklahoma last year, at least, it's it's one of the biggest games McLean's hosted, at least in the Aranda in the Aranda era, even the last decade, probably top five, top ten. Oh yeah, I mean, when you think about the rematch aspect, right? I think that's mm. what's so so fun about this is not only not only did Baylor win such a tight and intense football game in the Big Twelve Championship last year, but Oklahoma State whooped our butts in Stillwater last year as well, and so there's a lot of components coming into this, the rematch element. That I'm really excited to see. Even though it's in season, it also feels like two teams that know each other really well. True, true. Uh, well, and two coaching staffs that certainly know each other's schemes really well. And it's so tough if you're the team that won the game on the Hail Mary play to have the revenge factor. You don't, the other team is just going to be hungrier by virtue of that. So Baylor's got to be level headed. Hope that Oklahoma State comes in, plays emotional, and that Baylor gets an early lead. And Maybe that's a key this week. And honestly, if you turn to scripture, hopefully there's something there that backs that up. Man, well, Drake, I don't mean to be sacrilegious and I've never claimed to be a prophet, but can we recap what happened this past weekend in Ames really quickly? Because oh, yeah. I predicted that the invading lanternflies in Iowa was an omen that the Cyclones would self-destruct in their own camp, much the way uh, like the Midianites self-destructed before Gideon and his army's lamps. And boy, we were on to something with last week's prediction. Iowa State had eight penalties for 78 yards, including four personal foul penalties in the first half. And a Matt Camp. Campbell implosion. By the way, yeah. I, I understand like the idea of coaches advocating for their players during bad calls. Like that's fine. But when your coach is, like loses it like that, doesn't it just add to the player's lack of composure? Mm -hmm. I'm just I'm not sure Campbell's posture helped his team um out of those tough officiating moments. But anyways, I digress. If you're Baylor, you have to clear all of that memory of the victory in Ames and prepare you better have prepared well for this week because Oklahoma state is coming into Waco and looking for vengeance. This game is not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. Mike Gundy will have his team well prepared for Baylor on both sides of the ball. If this game were in the wretched confines of Boone Pickens stadium, I'd be shaken in my boots. And yes, Drake, I'm wearing boots today, but because we're playing down by the Baptist, Tismal waters of the Brazos River. I have confidence that our bear can nab another victory over the Cowboys. But, but we all have to do our part. Let's look at Paul's letter to the Galatians this morning and see if we can discern the keys to victory in tomorrow's game from there. Galatians chapter six. I'll start reading in verse one. There's some, um, 
some sentences in here that are really iconic in the Bible, but I hope we'll take something away from this that's maybe fresh and new. Paul writes, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. There is such a wealth of wisdom in these five verses, Drake, and we do not have time to get to all of it. But if I may get into my modus operandi, I have three points for us to consider together. First, verses three and four say, if anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Drake, a win over Iowa State doesn't mean anything mm. for this Baylor team. In the words of the first-team All-American motivational speaker, Matt Foley, it doesn't amount to jack squat! Baylor cannot be feeling themselves after what was an impressive performance in Ames. The Bears got to go out there and prove it against Oklahoma State, who is higher ranked and returns a lot of players from last year's team, which whooped Baylor's butt in Stillwater. Baylor is 1-0 in conference which means there are still eight games left that you got to go win to reach your goals. You can't have a big ego here. Verse four goes on to say, each one should test their own actions because then they can take pride in themselves without comparing themselves to someone else. Listen, it's really easy to be a Baylor bear right now and look, look down at those Longhorns or those Aggies and think, <laughs> at least I'm not a loser like those guys, but that's not good enough for me, Drake. The bar. Yeah. The bar has been set much higher than just outdoing UT or AM. We're in this thing to get Baylor back to a Big 12 championship game and to a college football playoff berth. We ain't jack squat yet. Let's go prove how good we really are against a top 10 team tomorrow. My second mm-hmm. point. Verse 2 says, carry each other's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Christ. This is a beautiful picture of Christian community. We are all called to be there for one another in good times and in hard times. But verse five also says each one should carry their own load. Now that isn't a contradiction, but a statement of how community really happens. Community happens as each of us are all doing our best. And inevitably when someone falls down or struggles or fails, despite doing their best, the rest of us who are part of the community can then carry their load and their burden. It's beautiful. I just love that picture. It's what the local church is supposed to be and so often isn't, but it's also what a football team should be. Mm. As As cliche as it is to say, every guy on their field, every guy on the field has to do their 111th. It's so true especially against an elite opponent. Baylor won last week because of players like Gavin Byers, who stepped up and did their 111th. Gavin Byers, who I went on an Iowa State radio show last week and said, Gavin Byers, weak link in that offensive line, might get exposed. And then Gavin Byers comes out, and according to PFF, was the highest-graded offensive lineman for the Bears in Ames. That's what we need from every bear on the field. Do your 111th. 
Do your best. Execute your role so when someone else on the field misses something, you have their back. Every position and every snap will count in this game. This game could turn on one snap. Do your role and look out for one another. Third and lastly, speaking of looking out for one another, Drake, it's a gold out. Oh, it's gold out. Stadium tomorrow. We as fans have been invited to do our part, and I'll be there doing my 145,000th part. Yeah. Baylor fans, wear gold. Listen, it's not my color. I'm a pasty white guy with blonde hair. I look awful in gold, but I'll be wearing I, it. I don't know many people who do look good in gold, by the way. Well, maybe maybe none of us do, but here's the deal. Um, verse 1 says, if your brother or sister wanders into sin, restore them gently. And I'll be gentle about this, but if you're going to McLean, it's not optional. It's mandatory. Wear gold. It is sinful not to. And if you have friends... If you have friends who are flirting with any shirt, blouse, dress, or body paint that is not gold, restore them. Get them on the right path. As a community cares for one another, let's care for our fellow fans and make sure everyone's in gold Saturday. Come ready to be loud, swing a growl towel, stand up and throw up your sickums on third down. Let's make McLean the loudest place in America. And Drake, this is how we're going to close. And this is dangerous because I didn't warn you beforehand that I'd like to do this. But in Baptist life, sometimes we share testimonies of powerful, oh. powerful spiritual events uh, we've experienced, be it on a mission trip or a youth camp. And a few weeks ago, I would say you had a spiritual experience. You were so moved by the excitement and the energy that BYU fans brought to Provo. So I want to ask, actually, I don't want to close this message. I want to mm. ask that you would close this with a testimony yeah. about BYU's home field advantage and how Baylor fans can replicate that sort of hype in Waco tomorrow. I hand the mic back to you. Yeah, I just want to say first and foremost, when I was young, my parents took me to a lot of football games. Felt like they were really dragging me, but I wasn't going on my own. Uh, and I had to make the decision for myself to go to a football good. game That's good, and man. really see the atmosphere. Uh, you know exactly what you know exactly what that means. And uh, and uh, going to BYU, man, fire twirlers, screaming fans, all sober. By the way, I've seen a lot of people getting upset this week. There's not alcohol at Baylor Stadium. I get the McLean alcohol conversation. But they don't have alcohol. They just have the cougar tails, and they yell really loud. Uh, it was another thing, Scotty. Scotty, this is not just the fans. It's also at the in-game experience, folks. I'm with the fans that are coming out there and saying, hey, after a big defensive stop, let's blare some music, get pumping up. I don't want to hear about Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. Let's get something going and make everybody yell. Let's do Texas Farm Bureau Insurance at halftime later on. So I'm in that camp. But if you're a Baylor fan, wear your gold. Because everybody at BYU, they wore blue. It was, it was just blue everywhere. It was so cool to see. They wear blue to every game. Every fan's coordinated. They all get it. They're all selfless, too. I, if you don't look good in gold, I don't. None of us do. It's not an appealing color, but it shows up well on TV, and it's a really good way for us all to be in unison. So put your ego down. Wear gold to the game. That's my testimony. It's not a good color. I don't. I still don't like the uniforms either. The, the banana uniforms or pee. Someone likened them to pee this week, and they are 
kind of not even vaguely urine colored. They're pretty prominently <laughs> urine colored. You do you like the uniforms? Dude. You can say yes. You can say yes. Dude, did you see that I posted a helmet ranking on Twitter this week? Did you see that? I also liked the helmet ranking, but it got pretty good traction. Folks were pretty passionate about the helmets. So I'll let me answer about the uniforms. I I don't strongly dislike them. Like there are Baylor fans that have this great disdain. Um, The uniforms look good on TV. The recruits like them, which is the most important element of all of this. And like, it did bother me for years that Baylor football had one set of colors and Baylor basketball and baseball had another set of colors. So I understand why you bring it all to the same color. and, And, but that being said, dude, nah, these uniforms, are not as good as the last generation of uniforms. They're not. Yeah. Yeah. The, so. the matte gold that they, uh, also the black uniforms or anthracite, whatever you want to call them. Dude, the, black, really- the, the black with the chrome dome helmets, just like, I, wa- I wanted to run through a wall looking at the uniforms. Yeah. I wasn't even wearing one. Um, so yeah, I miss, I miss, uh, you know, and I'm biased because we introduced those uniforms. I think when I was I was a junior or a senior, maybe a, maybe a senior when we introduced that generation. And so I'm biased. But yeah, I don't know. And here's the other thing I don't like, Drake. I don't like that we're just going monochromatic. Yeah. Like I am not a fan of the green, green, green. I'm I'm not a fan of the gold, gold, gold. I think when we've done green, gold, green, that looks cool. I like you know, the white, white, white. White, white, white is good. That one that's is good. The, that's the one you can pull off because a lot of schools do that. But I don't like the all green or the all gold. And frankly, like the classic Baylor combo for most of history was gold, green, gold. And And I don't know that we've worn that with the new set yet. I think it would look bad. The green and it and might. The- the green and the gold don't gold. It's yellow. It is very like highlighter right. yellow. They right. don't go together. The green and the yellow don't match. You can't wear them together because they look so bad together. I, I will get off my soapbox about the <laughs> uniforms because we have to talk about this game. But I am ready for the next revamp. Let's rock and roll, guys. Well, it's going to be a little while, I think. I think it's going to Vo- be a while. <laughs> Volleyball has such dope anthracite uniforms. Football needs to take the anthracite. I don't know if Dave will ever do it, but they should. No, we need, need we need to go back to, to like some of the alternates, man. I mean, the 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 blackout uniforms in the blackout games when we did those um, were electric. You want to talk about fan atmosphere, Drake? You ask anybody from my generation at Baylor, the most lit atmosphere we ever had it was actually not in McLean. It was the second to last game in Fair, uh, not not Farrell. I'm so sorry, Floyd Casey, when it was a blackout game against Oklahoma, top ten matchup, and and everybody in that stadium wore black. They sold out the end zone that had tarped off for the first time, and I, I've I think that's the best atmosphere I've ever been part of when it comes to Baylor wow. football. Bet, were you there for 2019 Oklahoma? I was. Oh, better than that. Wow. It was. It was. I would say I would I would say the blackout game my uh my junior year against Oklahoma was one. Um the the game after that where we closed out the case against Texas was Texas. another. Um 61-58 was another. Yeah, yeah. And then another underrated one when I was a sophomore, Baylor was unranked. That's a season we won 8 games and Kansas State came into town calling Klein number 1 team in the country. Yeah. 
and we beat them like 52 to 20 some odd. Yeah. And Lake Seastrunk had that run where like you've seen it, like the Red Sea just parted and he went 80 yards just right up the gut to kind of put the game away. That was pretty lit too, but oh, dude, anyway. McLean, McLean. Now Floyd Casey had the concrete element, which makes things even louder. But McLean's got the little, the little overhang keeps him in there. The touchdown pass from Brewer to Mims to make it twenty-eight-three against OU. I thought the top was going to come off that place. Unbelievable. 61-58 also up there. I didn't go to that one, but I've heard some unbelievable things. Scotty Spencer Sanders bad against Baylor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. No comment. Oh, he, no, he is. <laughs> oh, so. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I, um, this game, I keep saying that it hinges on the quarterbacks. I keep saying that Blake Shaven could have a bad game and Baylor, Baylor could still win, but I don't think Spencer Sanders can have a bad game and Oklahoma state wins. Yeah, I'm not so sure because last year when they defeated us in Stillwater, it's because they were the only team last season that effectively ran the ball. Yeah. Um, and and Gundy, Gundy and Bryles kind of share this in common. There's this misconception that Gundy is just an air and out, throw it down the field guy. But it's all predicated on the run. And what Baylor's defense has done so well this year, and it happened again last week in Ames, is they stop the run. And so I, I actually think that's where it starts for Oklahoma State's offense, if they can establish a ground game, I'd be I'd be pretty concerned. It's going to be important. Baylor keeps mm. holding up because here's the deal: if you do force a lot of like third and eights, um, yeah, Sanders is going to give us the ball once or twice. Uh, th this has been proven over and over and over. But you got to get those big stops on first and second down. I can't wait. You know, it always happens that people hype up something and it doesn't happen. Aaron Judge's sixty-first home run for eight days. So uh, we're hyping up Spencer Sanders as if he's going to throw three or four picks. And then, you know, part of me is like, we'll get to Saturday. He throws zero. And you're like, how did he not turn the ball over? But then I remember he's Spencer Sanders. It's going to happen on the first possession, like second play. And I'm going to look to the people to my left and my right. And be like, how? How does this keep happening? Well, and there's something like, th there's these weird things in sports, right? And I don't know if there's any science to this. It's just you know juju but like there there are these weird things where certain opponents or certain stadiums or certain moments consistently get to your head and so you know i want to give all credit to spencer sanders maybe he is like beyond it and he is going to play great but maybe it just is because everyone's like why is he throwing so many of his career interceptions against baylor maybe it's just a thing Maybe it's just a thing against it's like double digits at this point. It's insane. How many? It's, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it at the championship game. Like Drake, Drake. Four. Well, and this is why speaking of doing your one 11th and teamwork and community, Blake Shapin won uh, the MVP at the big 12 championship game last year. And, and, and rightfully so he did a lot of good things. But there was part of me going, yeah, and if Spencer Sanders throws <laughs> one less interception, we we lose that game. Like, like I wanted to give the MVP to someone on the defense, but it was someone different getting every interception, and it was McVay yeah. with the with the McPlay, and 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 it was just you know. But if he doesn't throw four picks in that game, we don't win that game. Here's what I thought you're going with that giving Spencer Sanders the MVP of the game because I. <laughs> That would have been legendary. Like, <laughs> Baylor like MVP, Spencer Sanders. I wish. 
Baylor's post-game press conference. Spencer I Sanders. Sits there hey, with can, I you, can I tell you a funny story? Uh, yeah. Related. Yeah. We Related to all this. We're talking about stadium atmosphere, big games. So Case McCoy was the yeah. Longhorns quarterback in 2013 when we closed out uh, Floyd Casey Stadium in that game. That game, Case McCoy threw for more yards to Baylor's defensive backs than he did to his own team. Okay. So I start the podcast a few years ago. Please bear with me. And I'm reaching out. I decided, I think it was season two or three of that podcast. I'm like, I'm going to try to get an opponent's uh, former player for every game. And so I find an email address for Case McCoy. And I'm like, this is perfect. He was he was a longtime quarterback for them. His brother's a superstar, like big name. Everybody will know. So I reach out, some cordial thing. Hey, would love to have you on. And I mentioned some line because I think this is true. Like the Baylor family holds you in, in high esteem. I think Baylor fans hold the McCoy family, yeah. um, their their persona, their sportsmanship, their leadership. I think I think Baylor fans don't have a bad thing to say really about the McCoys. So I said, Baylor fans hold you in high esteem. And Case emails me back. And it was very kind and very cordial. But it basically said something like, hey, Scotty, I'm not really interested in doing this at this time, but thanks for reaching out. I hope you have a lot of success. And then his last sentence was, and I'm sure Baylor fans do hold me in very high esteem after the way I played. <laughs> That's so good. Case McCoy with a sense of humor. He's gotten over it at least. Cause that was Oh man, I hope so. But it was funny. really bad. It was funny. Uh, well, Scotty, let's go beat Oklahoma State this week. Let's do it, man. Thanks for joining, as always. Big skin preacher. Everybody go follow him. Bye, Scotty. And for those listening, today's show is brought to you by one of our newest sponsors. Underdog Fantasy. So Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to spice up your college football season. Uh, it's really unique because you can like actually do fantasy stuff with college football players. So in you have like a pick'em too, where you can go and play against your friends in this pick'em competition. It's actually my favorite thing to use in the underdog fantasy is the pick them because I can go like my my seven roommates. There's eight of us. I my seven roommates and I who's the best at picking college football games. And so we get to go toe to toe and see who's best at underdog fantasy. Do that with your workplace, do that with your friends, do that with your old college buddies, with whoever. Uh super easy to play, available in over 30 states, Texas included. Pick between two and five players across any team if you're doing like the fantasy deal. And uh you decide if they'll finish higher or lower. Uh and it's one of the easiest fantasy, it's just like super concise everything's pretty easy to pick up to really quickly sign up with promo code locked on all one word all caps locked on and underdog will double your first deposit up to a hundred dollars deposit a hundred bucks get a hundred bucks free um that's underdog fantasy promo code locked on get in on the college football pick them action today all righty folks let's take a look around college football this week how about last night's game between byu and utah state crazy stuff in that one crazy stuff today you get washington and ucla i love washington minus three they're favored on the road against ucla i think they win this game um some of my other favorite picks over the course of the weekend big games oklahoma minus six and a half point favorites at tcu boomer sooner Give me Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma beats TCU in Fort Worth because I just the crowd's never that good. And I just don't think it's going to be that good at 11 a.m. on ABC. Maybe Oklahoma doesn't win by six and a half, but I'll definitely put their money line in a parlay or something. 
um, for, for kicks and giggles. Ole Miss favored by seven at home against number seven, Kentucky. Lane Kiffin came out this week and called out his fans for being not very good fans. I'm going with Kentucky plus seven on the road this week. Maybe even take the money line. I think Kentucky's just a good, sturdy football team. They might win at Ole Miss. Purdue and Minnesota. This is an intriguing matchup as well. There's a lot of good 11 a.m.s this week. Purdue and Minnesota. Uh, Purdue is plus 12 at Minnesota this week. I don't know if Minnesota's going to win it by 12, but it also feels like one of those games that uh, the Gophers just win by 24. And you're like, why? Why? How? So I'll probably lay off of that one and instead spend my morning watching Kansas State at home against Texas Tech. They are favoring Kansas State by eight at home against Texas Tech. Kansas State just knocked off Oklahoma, but mind you, they do that a lot. Texas Tech just knocked off Texas. They don't do that a lot. Minus eight for Kansas State is steep. I'm going Texas Tech plus eight in this game. I really like the Red Raiders after what they did last week against Texas. Joey McGuire has got those guys. If you're juiceless, you're useless. And Kansas State lost at home to Tulane. Alabama and Arkansas. Bama on the road. That's the CBS SEC game at 2.30. Alabama favored by 17 at Arkansas. I have the Hogs plus 17 all the way. Will I pay for that? Probably. It's probably not going to happen. We'll pick Rutgers, Ohio State, Ohio State favored by 40. Yeah, against a three and one Rutgers team. And they're probably going to cover it, too. Uh, before we get into Oklahoma State and Baylor, my prediction, there are some other good games in the slate. Florida State at home against Wake Forest favored by seven. I'm going to go Wake Forest plus seven. Texas A&M at Mississippi State. Mississippi State favored by four. I'm going to lay it on Mississippi State with a money line for them to win. Georgia favored by 28 at Missouri. They're going to cover 28 at Missouri. A big one, Clemson, number five in the country at home against number 10, NC State. Clemson favored by seven. I'm rolling with Clemson this week. I think they, they hammer NC State. Despite it being a solid NC State team, it's at Clemson, friendly confines. They'll be a lot more crisp after the the ugly, ugly win against uh, Wake Forest. The over-under in that game is 43 between Clemson and NC State. Their Wake Forest game last week, they scored like 100 combined, so I'm going over in that one too, by the way. USC at home against Arizona State, favored by 25. Why are you giving me free money? Favor it, hammer it. USC minus 25. And then the big one, Baylor minus two. Baylor favored by two points against Oklahoma State, over under 56 and a half. I'm going to go with the under in this game, the under 56 and a half, and Baylor to win by two. I think Baylor covers two. Uh, I don't want to say easily. I will say easily, yeah, absolutely. Two, Baylor's going to win this game. I, I just have a lot of confidence that Baylor's going to win this game. I had a lot of confidence myself to get this Tyler Childers concert this week, have the same amount of confidence in Baylor to win this game. And I got to the concert, so Baylor's going to win the game. Spencer Sanders, not good against Baylor. Not good against Baylor. Baylor's at home. They're good at home. Dave Aranda's good at home. I like the Bears. On Monday, we'll recap the game. Win or lose, we'll tell you what happened, why it happened, and how it can keep it happening or keep it from happening again. This has been, always will be. Thanks for listening, watching, listening, listening today. Locked on Baylor.